0: All paleontologists believe that dinosaurs emerged millions of years ago. I just used fuzzy words, magic words, and red flag words in one statement. Find out how to spot them today on Wonders Without Number. Welcome to Wonders Without Number. I'm David Reeves, and today we want to inform and inspire you regarding the wonders we find all around us. An infinite number of wonders that point us directly to our Creator, the God of the Bible. Now, you're no accident. I want you to know that you're special, that you were created in God's own image, that Jesus Christ is our Creator and Savior, and that He has a plan for your life. We might use the Bible when defending our position, but it seems that the atheistic evolutionary doctrine being taught today has its own arsenal of words and phrases to use. And those advancing that doctrine use those words a lot. Now, I've brought in a former captain from the Marine Corps, Mike Riddle and he's an expert in training people for success. He's been actively involved in ministry for over 35 years. He's a national track and field champion, and he's the president of Creation Training Initiative. So if you would, please join with me as we welcome Mike Riddle. Thank welcome you, Welcome to the program. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, it's wonderful to have you here. And uh, you came, uh, you actually in the area right now visiting with some friends, but you are currently based out of? The Boise, Idaho area. You used to do a lot of speaking uh, directly from the Answers in Genesis uh, organization. Yes, that's right. We had a great time with there. And now you are training people, doing these classes with many people, training them how to think critically, how to spot evolutionary words, how how to... combat some of these
1: things, is that right? Right, how to go on the offense, let's just put it that way. Okay, that's a good way to put it, I love that. And break down their strongholds.
0: Yeah, well that's so important, and today I like the topic because we see these fuzzy words a lot, even in scientific journals and supposedly these expert opinions, we're seeing these things. So break that down for us and explain what you're talking about, yes. fuzzy words. Fuzzy words, words
1: and magic words. Okay. Uh, we use them all the time, like you say. Even as Christians, we use them. Huh. Now, I wanna point out, there's nothing wrong with using these kind of words that we're gonna show. Okay, It's just the context we use it in sometimes okay. can be wrong. And I like to ask, did you learn about fuzzy words and magic words in your English class? <laughs> no, I
0: did not. No, we not. learned
1: about adjectives and pronouns and other things in there, but we didn't learn fuzzy words and magic words. Okay. So I want to get back to the critical thinking method again. Again, let's stop focusing so much on the evidence when we're confronted with the so-called scientific evidence support evolution. Let's look at the words they're used there in okay. their statements. And that's a very critical thing to do. Focus on their words and hold them accountable. And You know what? You probably won't have to even answer their question because they re- will show their question is an invalid question from the beginning. Wow, okay. So that's part of the critical thinking method. So fuzzy words, how to read between the lines, uh-huh. how to recognize the bluff, uh-huh. and show me the observable evidence. That's the kind of things we're gonna look for. Okay. So fuzzy words, and magic words, <laughs> I love that. And once I trained high school students on this, they never read a journal the same way again. And they start reading the newspapers because we find them all over the newspapers too. Okay. So it's a way to get them start reading. That's good. So fuzzy words, what are they? We believe, we think, must have, could have, might have, our opinion as we guess over millions of years. Mm-hmm. Well, what's so fuzzy about those words? Mm-hmm. Well, when those words are used, what it means is they don't have the observable evidence to support their claim. Oh. So that's the important thing about recognizing these words. They're trying to say what happened without producing the evidence. Okay. So I want to go through some examples of these. Sure. And here's one in a life science textbook, 7th grade textbook. And this is a statement they had in there, paleontologists think that archaeopteryx and today's birds descended from some kind of reptile, possibly from a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Well, is that true or not? Well, let's point out the fuzzy words, think that. In other words, they don't have the evidence there. They just think that this Mm -hmm. is what happened. That's the first clue. They don't have any evidence. Some kind of, they're not even sure what kind of reptile this is. And here's your real scientific term, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) So what do they really know about this? Uh Nothing, it's all they're thinking about this and their ideas. So this is not
0: really a fact statement because no. they think that possibly some kind of something
1: yes. did this and that in the, in the past. And often this is coupled with millions of years. Right, sure is. So I like to point these things out. Okay. Now, let's take another one. Here's out of the USA Today newspaper. There are likely tens of billions of Earth-like planets in our Milky Way galaxy. In fact, the nearest Earth-like planet may be only 12 light-years away. Okay. And while a universe of hundreds of billions of galaxies, our entire universe must contain billions of Earth-like planets. Okay. Well, let's look for the fuzzy words and magic words. How about, there are likely. Okay. <laughs> that means they really don't know how many are out there at all. They're mm-hmm. just making a claim. This next one, I love this next one. In fact maybe (laughs) (laughs) it's contradictory (laughs) yes it is okay when you start looking for these things and must contain why do they say must contain well can't they say we know they contain right they're making a claim without the evidence you can even go back and talk about hundreds of billions of galaxies Mm -hmm. well that one there are a lot out there yeah so we're not going to call that but what do they really know here there are likely they don't know they're Mm -hmm. contradicting themselves in fact maybe Mm -hmm. And then saying it must contain. Why must it contain? Where's your observable evidence? That's true. I mean, we can only see the observable
0: universe, even through telescopes. We can't even see the whole universe. So all of this is based on assumption.
1: Right. Much of astronomy is. There are some things we know, but we can't touch it. That's true. (laughs) Well, let's go another one. Here's the pro Museum. This one sounds awful technical, though. Mm -hmm. Experiments with model protocells show how early life could have begun evolving. Protocells must grow quickly and reproduce most often when they contain genetic material that, contain, that can copy itself. Okay. These protocells compete, yeah. I'll compete, I'll compete others. others, yes. Well, let's start with this, model protocells. I'd like to ask, what in the world is a protocell? <laughs> Has that ever been observed? Uh-huh. There's no such thing as a protocell. We see things that are not cells and we see things that are cells. So what is a protocell? Notice they had to use the word model. model. In other words, this is something that has not been observed. It's something we can build a model of if it, it really
0: existed. If it exists, we've built a simulation and here's how we think it might right. work. Right, <laughs> okay. because they have nothing
1: there. Then could have begun evolving. Notice that word could have, those right. words? They don't know, do they? No. This is all based on if evolution happened, this is what might have happened. Okay. And then. Must grow quickly. How do they know this if we've never seen a protocell?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then finally, these protocells outcompete others. Have they ever watched a track meet with these things in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so if they have no observational evidence, then they
0: start sticking in fuzzy words yes. to sort of make you think that they know what they're talking
1: about. Right. And, and this, our students could get caught by this and true. think, this must be true. Protocells, yeah. and they gloss right over it. Mm-hmm. Stop. What do you mean by protocell? Has it ever been observed?
0: Okay. So we go back to three basic questions.
1: How do you know it's true? Has it ever been observed? Are you making any assumptions?
2: Okay. Go right back to those. You're listening to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. The message presented today was filmed in studio at David Reeves Ministries' Wonders of Creation Center and is available in video format with powerful accompanying visuals. Subscribe to our Genesis Plus package online to get instant access to the video format of this message and hundreds of others right on your computer or mobile device. If you are encouraged by this message and would like to be a part of sharing this information with millions across the globe, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 931-212-7990 or write us at David Reeves Ministries Post Office Box 2824 Lewisburg, Tennessee 37091. Visit our website davidreeves.com today. That's david r-i-v-e-s dot com. And now, back to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves.
1: Joseph Selk, now he's a good astronomer, and I read his book, The Big Bang. Very good astronomer, believes in evolution. Now in this statement, he's gonna talk about how galaxies form. Okay. This is very technical, so okay. let's read through it. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that infinitesimal fluctuations in density were present in the early universe. The expansion of the universe must have exerted a stabilizing influence on such irregularities. Mm -hmm. The expanding universe has the effect of greatly impeding what otherwise might have been catastrophic forces. Nevertheless, the process of growth of fluctuations went on for a very long time. I like to ask people, how many understood what he just said there? (laughs) That's so technical. Mm -hmm. But where is the first fuzzy word? Imagine. first word. What does this tell you about the whole paragraph? Okay. It's his imagination. It's not based on any observable science. Mm. Then he says must have, Uh he's not sure, but he's just making his statement they must have. Mm -hmm. Might have been, he's not even sure about his must have. Okay. (laughs) And then for a very long time, how does he know that? No one's ever seen a galaxy form. Based on the observable science, what we know about physics, they won't form. Right, we've not even seen one star form.
0: (laughs) So how are we gonna observe a galaxy form?
1: Right, see this whole thing is, Fuzzy. That's right. <laughs> Just fuzzy. Okay. But they can make it sound so convincing.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, let's go to magic words okay. now. That's okay. a brief example on fuzzy words. Now, magic words, we're not talking about abracadabra here, mm-hmm. but words that scientists use. And these are the words, appeared, emerged, arose, gave rise to, was on the way to becoming, burst onto the scene, evolved itself, and was making a transition to. Okay. These words talk about how it happened, yeah. but we don't have the observable evidence. Huh again keep missing that observable evidence right let's take USA Today newspaper I like this newspaper (laughs) because you get so much good ammunition against evolution in it that's true evo-devil that's evolutionary development that's what that means proposes that genes involved in calming together flesh and bone during early growth were repurposed to develop new structures throughout evolution's history by combining their functions in new ways where's the magic word Repurpose. Okay. David, can I give you a homework assignment here? <laughs>
0: all
1: right. Let <laughs> you go home tonight yeah. and repurpose yourself into another creature. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very technical, very scientific yes. to me. But how does a creature decide to repurpose itself? Right. Think about that. Where's the magic in all this? Uh-huh. That's all this is, is magic. And it requires a lot of faith. Yes, it does, okay. a lot of faith. Let's go to the Peromuseum again. Yeah. In order to survive, living things have evolved sensory systems that are adapted to their specific environments and needs. In addition to seeing, hearing, touching, and smelling, organisms have evolved a fascinating range of ways to sense their environment. Some create pictures with sound. Others detect heat or navigate with electricity. He's talking about some amazing intelligence here.
0: Absolutely.
1: Evolved sensory systems. A sensory system is a very complex mechanism there. Yes. How did that happen? All they're doing is waving a magic wand and saying, It evolved. It evolved. I need to see the observable evidence step by step. Yes. If they can't do that, they're asking me to believe this by faith.
0: I had uh, Professor Andy McIntosh, who's been a professor at uh, Leeds University yes. in the UK. He was on here talking about the human ear. And just the whole concept of the way the human ear works there is no possible way it could have evolved
1: It's amazing it does something we can't do yes turns sound waves into electrical pulses and sends them to the brain.
0: I know and yet somehow okay
1: it just happened yes that's why we call these magic words okay here's some more adapt it mm-hmm. I'd like to know how something adapted. now we do adapt we do have the ability to adapt I'd sure. like to know what they mean by this because mm-hmm. they're going to get into natural selection and I would you know, we already have the information in us to adapt to different situations yes. within limits. That's in right. other words, we can adapt to staying underwater for maybe 10, 20, 30 seconds longer than we did when we first tried. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we can't adapt to staying under there an hour without any equipment. Okay. That's what I mean by within limits. We so can adapt to situations.
0: We can adapt. And even within the entire creation, God has placed a, a diverse genetic sequence in every right. creature to allow it to... Adapt these tiny little changes to the environment. Yes, but there are boundaries. They can't go past that. They can't turn
1: from one animal into another. I could go to the Antarctic. I wouldn't like it because I'm a heat person. <laughs> I too. would survive. Me too. But I would adjust to the cold okay. after a while. Okay. <laughs> but if we tried to stay in an oven that's 200 degrees, we can't do that. Okay. No, just like you were saying, that we have limits to what we can adjust to because that information's already pre programmed into us. Okay, so we've already seen two magic words in right. one statement. Here's a big long one. Oh, wow. Seeing, hearing, touching, and smelling organisms have evolved a fascinating range of ways to sense their environment. Those are all complex mechanisms. Mm-hmm. How did they evolve these ways to sense their environment? Right. Show me the observable evidence, or he asked me to believe by faith. Kind of yes. like a power question in there. A true. Okay. Then create pictures with sound? That's uh, pretty complex there. It is. <laughs> and navigate. Detect, detect heat or navigate. This whole thing is nothing but magic. No observable evidence to support this claim other than just believe in evolution. Right,
0: so we have faith that what God says in his word is true, that he did create in the beginning, but it's not a blind faith. No, it's not. Because we have all of this observable
1: evidence and the good science confirming everything that the Bible states. Exactly, when we get to the origin of life, our best scientists in the world can't even make one small biological protein. So to believe in this, yes. they have a lot yes. of faith. Yes, okay. and so they just resort to magic. Wow. Here's another one, the complete dinosaur book here. Into this world came the dinosaurs initially small bipedal carnivores, and they rose to dominance at some point during the Triassic. Uh-huh. Into this world came. <laughs> now, we can be a little facetious here. Yeah. Did they come from Mars? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But what they're really saying is they evolved. Yeah. How did that happen? Because you know what we find out there? Dinosaur bones. I've been yeah. in museums all over this world, I see dinosaur bones. Yes. I look at all the books, I see pictures of dinosaurs. What am I not seeing? the thousands of transitions that led up to the dinosaurs, they're not in one single museum anywhere on this planet. Okay. So into this world is nothing but magic. Cain, yes. Okay. Then they rose. Now we can be facetious there. Did they get up off their knees? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Well, they're talking about evolution there. How did that happen? I went through this book, there was no explanation. When we look at the
0: origin of life, the only other alternative besides being created, and I believe it was created by the God of the Bible, is to say it spontaneously generated. It just somehow popped into yes. existence. It arose from nothing. Right. And that's not scientific.
1: No, it's not scientific at all because there's no observable evidence. And it's not even a scientific statement to say we evolved by naturalistic processes, the origin of life. Okay. Because we can't even repeat the experiment. We don't even know what the situation looked like. That's true. So it's not even science to make that claim. Hmm. And at some point, Yeah, that's really specific. Yes, real specific. That (laughs) within three or four billion years.
0: Yep. yep. (laughs) Okay.
1: How about this one? Around 230 million years ago, during the Triassic period, a new type of reptile emerged. Mm -hmm. So you're starting to recognize these Uh right away on the scene. Dinosaurs would rule the land for 160 million years. Okay. New type of dinosaur emerged. Just emerged. Yes. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. We just got that magic wand. Just believe us. I've got the degrees. Right. But you know the problem is, if we don't answer these questions right on the test, we fail.
0: Okay, and, and can't we use the three uh, questions just on this one statement? How do you know it's true? How do you know that's true? Yes. Okay. Has it ever been
1: observed? Has it ever been observed? Are you making any assumptions? Are you making any assumptions? Right. And they fail on all three of them. Okay. Don't they? Okay. Good. Well, I like this one. And, uh, <laughs> some, of, some of us older people would recognize this robot <laughs> off of, uh, an old cult show there <laughs> called yeah. uh, Lost in Space. Yeah, it yeah. was so ridiculous, but it was, people loved it. It's a classic. Yes, it's a classic. And I use this for red flag words. What is a red flag word? It means when somebody makes one of, states one of these red flag words, a red flag should go up in your head, okay. an alarm. Yeah. Something's not right here. Mm. Let's look at some of these red flag words all, everybody, no real scientist, I believe, I think, truth, fundamentalist, intolerant. Hmm. Well, the first three of these, all, everybody, no real scientist, express an absolute. You gotta be careful when we sp- express absolutes. Okay. The next couple express a personal idea or opinion. Okay. And the last ones are just used for really name calling. Uh, okay. Reference to being closed-minded. Yes. Uh, th- we're we're going to get to that one. Which someday we'll have logical fallacies there. Okay, that would be great. Yeah. So red flag words. Let's take a look at some examples here. Red flag statements. People should decide for themselves what is right and wrong. That's a personal opinion. Okay. What that is doing is putting that person... In this situation of they're the authority, what makes them the authority? Okay, that's actually a logical fallacy. Appealing to authority yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. So who made them the person who can decide this? Uh-huh. Now, here's how we get around this: people should decide for themselves what is right and wrong. Well, if people should decide for themselves, then I just decided what you said is wrong. Okay. Okay. Now, this is an example we call moral relativism, which yes. is a self-defeating philosophy. Hmm. And people buy this all the time. Right. So we need to train our junior hires how to answer those kind of questions. Okay. No one has the whole truth. You know that one, David? No one has the whole truth. They
0: don't. What? I, you know what, I don't know everyone.
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> it means he's, he knows everyone, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. A better statement would be, no one has the whole truth, including me. Uh, there you go. So if no one has the whole truth, okay. then why should I believe what you just said? Okay, okay.
0: See, it's self-defeating. This sure. is moral
1: relativism. You know, moral relativism in evolution are at heads, they contradict each other, uh-huh. and people are walking around believing both. They're living with contradictions. Wow. All real scientists believe in evolution. Okay. It means he's talked to all scientists. And here's another thing, he's put himself in the position of being the authority, and he's appealing to his own authority for this statement. Okay. It's a logical fallacy. Okay. What does he mean by real scientist?
0: Okay, yes. so he gets to
1: decide who's the real <laughs> yes, scientist. he
0: decides. Even the, I mean, there are, I've interviewed, and you have as well dozens and dozens of PhD scientists who are strong believers who say that no evolution—that's <laughs> right. just not right. possible. So
1: he's deciding who's the real scientist, right? And I've been uh, it's used against me in debates. And yeah. I would ask him, what do you mean by real scientists? Right. And it's people who believe like him. Uh-huh. So okay, elevating himself <laughs> into yes. the authority. Exactly. Why are Christians so intolerant of other views? Mm-hmm. Well, here's how we answer that. Okay. Why are you so intolerant of my alleged at- intolerance? Ah, okay. So they themselves are making an intolerant statement here and they're putting themselves up as the authority again. Mm-hmm. What's intolerant, what's not intolerant? These okay. are all logical fallacies. And then I believe women should have the right to choose. <coughs> well, he's putting himself in the position of authority and say so this deals with the abortion issue. And I like to answer this one. We are not against a woman's right to choose who she wants to marry, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. jobs she wants, mm-hmm. where to live we're not against, the mm-hmm. woman's right to have all that. Mm-hmm. But what gives women the so-called right to choose to kill another human being That's and right. end their career?
0: With, from from day one of conception, right. has its own unique DNA sequence. Right. It is its own individual, and she's choosing whether another individual is going to live or die. Right,
1: and, and we know as a fact, life begins at conception. That's right. Anything else is an emotional appeal or an assumption. Yes. So we have the science on our side right there. Okay. Now, there are such things as loaded questions. I want to just throw a couple of these out real quick. Thing. Okay. Three things about loaded questions. Okay. And I just want to point these out. A loaded question typically contains a hidden or unjustified assumption. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to go through one or two of these. Yeah. A loaded question is phrased in such a way that it puts a person on the defense and then a loaded question can trick a person into agreeing with an idea they actually don't believe. Okay. Let me give you an example. Yeah. David, do you believe in evolution? Okay. See, that's a loaded question. Uh-huh. If you say yes, you're gonna lose. If you say no, you're gonna lose. Right. In a loaded question, you must find the hidden premise or the hidden assumption, Uh challenge that, then you can answer the question. So, what would you say? How do you define evolution? Right. What do you mean by evolution? Okay. If you're talking about microevolution, which I don't like the term because it's talking about uh, evolution, it's really more genetic variability. If you're talking about what you mean by microevolution, uh, j- variability within kind, we do accept that because we see that all the time. It's observable. Right, that's a, but if you're talking about macroevolution, uh, Darwinian evolution, where we go from amoeba to man, I don't agree with that because no one's been able to present the observable information there.
0: Magic words, fuzzy words, red flag words, and loaded, loaded questions. questions. Yes. That's so exciting. We can use this every time we go out, we talk to people. Uh, You've done so much research on
1: this. Your website? creationtraining.org. That's all one word, creationtraining.org.
0: Mike, we're completely out of time. I'm going to have to have you back on another program sometime. Well,
1: thank you very much, David. Thank
0: you for being here. I'm pretty sure that everyone you know who is currently attending public school, college, university, or pursuing higher education really needs a copy of what we just heard. Being able to spot the words and catchphrases that are so often used in naturalistic science makes it clear that evolution is only guesswork. It contains personal ideas and opinions with no observable evidence. That's faith. Let me tell you about my faith. I do believe that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, the sea, and everything contained therein. But don't take my word for it. There's a historical record inspired by the Creator Himself that tells us just that. And the book of John explains that the Word became flesh. You know, through Jesus Christ, all things were created. Without Him, nothing was made. What's more, without Him, there's no hope for the future because we are all sinners. But because of what He has done, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins so that we can be with Him forever. We want you to be encouraged and educated as you boldly go forward and share what you've learned today. So leave us questions and comments on our Facebook page and give us a call to learn more. I'm David Reeves, and until our next time on Wonders Without Number, keep looking up. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God.